Hi, everybody. Harry Carey here. We've got a great show lined up for you. This is Dirt and Sprague. I once took a pair of binoculars and stared at the sun for over an hour. Why would you do that? Curiosity, I guess. Heck, I'm curious like a cat. I have a couple of friends that call me Whiskers. With Andy Dirt Johnson. Hi, now, kid, we all know that the moon is not made of green cheese. Yes, that's true, Harry. But... But what if it were made of barbecue spare ribs? Would you eat it then? And Brendan Sprague. I know I would. Heck, I'd have seconds. And then, then polish it off with a tall, cool Budweiser. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here. Will Ortner sitting in today. Hanging out, swag with us this morning. A uh, busy, busy show. A really good point at the Vancouver Ford text line. We were talking about the uh, erroneous... Twitter report of one Jonathan Gavoni of ESPN's Draft Express coverage that said Bronny's coming out in the 2025 draft and he'll be a second round pick by the Blazers. That was the thing that went out yesterday. And he he's like, yo, talk about taking what I said way out of context. And so we were jokingly talking about that. And somebody make a really good point. If there's a team that needs a 6'3 guard, it's definitely your Portland Trail Blazers. Well, that's what we're known for. Like, you know, some states, they are good at exporting apples. Some states are good at exporting hay yes. or cowboys. We are really good at exporting, or I guess I should say importing, because we always bring them in, the 6'3 guard. We do. It's part of our governor's policy. We, uh, yeah. We uh, came in and she's like, we're going to get a lot of 6'3 guards. Going to help our na- our country's GDP. My first policy decision will be Portland must continue <laughs> to draft six regards. It's like Kylo Ren in the new Star Wars when they're like blowing something up and he's like, more, more. That's Joe Cronin in the Blazers with six three guards. Just need more depth at that position with that height. It's the Vince McMahon meme where he's like normal face. It's one six three guard, two six three guards. And he keeps getting more and more excited till he falls out of his chair. Ooh. Five six three guards. Those Vince, uh, those Vince gifs don't age well anymore. No, very awkward. But they, that one that makes me laugh hilarious. every time. That, that, it that makes me fun. laugh every time. It's it's the big brain play. Get a whole team of six three guards. Uh, we've got Mister Unlimited audio to get to today. Speaking of 6'3". Uh, I've stood next to Russell Wilson. He's maybe 5'10 and a half. No, if he stands in cleats. Yeah, okay, cleats, I'll give you 5'11". He's not very tall. Yeah, that's true. I was actually surprised that I was taller than him when we went up to Seahawk camp a couple years ago. Uh, But Mr. Unlimited is back in the news. We'll get some audio and some stuff that he said. Uh, I want to get some NFL franchise tag notes. It's tagging day. It's cutting time. Mm. We've got to pay our guys. i got another week. Well, it's more about uh, reports that guys aren't getting tagged. Well, there's guys not getting tagged, and there's reports of guys getting tagged. We got a Kirkers video circulating. He's mm. at a tennis court. Yeah, so, he's throwing the football in the tennis facility. I That's, was pretty impressed how he looked physically. Me and Will were talking about that. We'll right. get to that at some point. But let's start the second hour with this. We we played Merrill Hodge. Mm. I know Merrill Hodge. I don't know where. What is Merrill Hodge to people? Because we a lot of us either grew up with him on ESPN or like you, we were 45 when he made his debut on ESPN in 1992. Oh, I remember him as a running back. Really? With Steelers. Yeah. Wow. Well, mm. I, I don't recall that. I, I'm not old enough. And Merrill Hodge, for me, has been an NFL analyst. Yeah. The, the Windsor knot, the big Windsor yeah, double he had knot. The big, the big tie. He had the big tie. And the wide lapels. And I know <laughs> that his persona can be a little intense, a little I'm smarter than you. 
But I also think he's got a, he was great. He's got a great track record. He seems to understand a lot of nuances of football, both the X's and O's and the mental side of it. And I'm just kind of stumped of why he's not at a network in any regard, but he's at MerrillHodge.com. It's expensive. Well, yeah, but they're paying $2 million for Ryan Clark. I yeah. My, I think you get Merrill Hodge for like a mil. But anyways, that's a different conversation. Merrill Hodge said Caleb Williams, not quite this transcendent player that people make him out. Now, he has said he thinks Caleb is good. He's just not convinced Caleb's the best quarterback in this draft. He went on a D.C. radio station, and he talked about who his favorite quarterback in this draft is. Of the guys I have looked at, you know, I've looked at Penix from Washington in May, North Carolina, Bo Nix in Oregon, and Jaden Daniels. Of the people I've looked at, I guess I've got a bunch of guys to go through, but I would take Jaden Daniels. In fact, Jaden Daniels it probably demonstrates the, the best evidence that a guy who plays from the pocket, and now they have pro concepts they use too, so I can use some reality and some realistic concepts that you're going to see in the NFL. I think he's very accurate. I think he processes things very well. So Jaden Daniels, to him, is the best prospect that he has watched on tape. Which is so interesting. And I know it's not necessarily the entire point, but I hear him talk about, well, they use pro concepts Mm -hmm. when he's discussing Jaden Daniels. Concepts in football are largely concepts in football. Like a flood concept doesn't change from high school to college to the NFL. A flood concept, you have one wide receiver short, you have one in the middle, and you have one deep. And your reads on that might change depending on are you looking short to long or long to short, middle, and then in. Those things can change depending on how the play is called, depending on what the defense is in and all that kind of stuff. But there is no chance that any of these quarterbacks haven't had pro concepts in. The other thing that I... I find interesting. Well, about- does, does pro concepts, is he talking just about the way that I, I would schematically ass- they operate ver- and, and like how he's recognizing coverages? I, is that what he's kind of hinting think at? He's, I think he's hinting at pre-snap stuff. And like Brian Kelly, he does like, he has his roots in that West Coast offense, which there was a time where everyone ran the West Coast off- offense, right? So... He's adapted and he's taken more of that spread system over, but where a lot of people like will attack Lincoln Riley, Lincoln Riley's roots are with Mike Leach at Texas Tech. His roots are the air raid system. And a lot of people like to say, well, the air raid system, that's not a pro. They don't use pro concepts. But what they do is they try to find who is the open guy. They don't care what the coverage is. They don't care if it's man, zone, cover two, cover one. Is there a blitz? Whatever. It's who's the open guy and hit him. And so you've seen a lot of those concepts get adopted into the NFL because that's what the quarterbacks know. And it's easier to take what they know, or at least what I think good coaches do, is they take what those quarterbacks know and they build a system around them. So you can take that system or a similar style that Caleb Williams had and just bring it into the NFL with you and use that type of system. Like Joe Brady, right? He's had some success now as a quarterback's coach and as an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Well, that's because they're building concepts around Josh Allen. And Josh Allen likes to be a little more gunslinger be a little more freewheeling. 
so to me, when he says pro concepts, I think that can there can be some falseness to that because if you build a system around your quarterback in the pros, those concepts that you're using are technically pro concepts. What I, what I don't get is can you judge what Jaden Daniels is doing at LSU and say, well, he's using pro concepts, so he's the one I like the most, where he's had also some of the more easy games. He has four FCS games a year or games against teams that are lower FBS level. Now, I'm not saying that he's not going to work or he's a bust and Merrill Hodge is an idiot. Merrill Hodge has a track record that's better than mine, right? And he's been doing it for longer than I've been alive. I just think it's, it's, it's weird that he would come in and say, well, he uses the most pro concepts, so he'll be the most pro ready. Because concepts are concepts, and they stay the same. If you use them in the pros, they become a pro concept. I think the one thing that you're hitting on that he kind of alludes to here, and we'll get to the cut on the other side, because the quarterback, he talked about a quarterback that he he's not as fond of, and a big part of the reason he doesn't like this quarterback, pro concepts, whatever that may mean to Merrill Hodge when he says it, a big part of it is the mental side. Mm-hmm. Who is the quarterback he doesn't like? And where is this quarterback going to ultimately land? I find this stuff very interesting. I, I've been saying this for weeks now. This draft is one of the better drafts that I think we've had. It's just it's deep at a lot of positions. Right. There's debates at multiple positions and how it all shakes out. Who's going to trade up? Who's going to stay? Who's going to trade down? Who's going to take who at at what spot? Who's going to slip because teams get desperate and try to take a player? I find it all fascinating. I'm reading about this stuff every single day. I was texting with Nemec about DB cone drills yesterday. Is Kool-Aid McKinstry going to fall down? Is he going to be a late first-round pick? Like, There's a lot of interest in this draft. Who is the quarterback Merrill Hodge doesn't like? He'll tell you on the other side of the break next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. We'll get to Mr. Unlimited at the bottom of the hour. Did an interview and did it for a reason. Um, So Merrill Hodge, we just played a clip of Merrill Hodge talking about his favorite quarterback in this draft. It's not Caleb Williams. It is Jaden Daniels. He's very high on Jaden Daniels. and out of the box. I don't know. Jaden Daniels in some mocks is too. Some people have Jaden Daniels going second overall. Right, and he's rising up. But are any of them saying that he is their favorite? There's no one that's saying he's their favorite. Some are no, saying... No, because everybody's just clinging to Caleb. Caleb is the universal favorite. Right. Or there's a few that I've seen where they've said May because May fits more of your traditional style. And because of being in Chicago, <laughs> we also have this, this dumb idea of... Yeah. Well, he's a bigger quarterback with a strong arm. Did you see the video where he threw it 80 yards and it hit the goalpost? Wow, he's amazing. So he might work better in Chicago because of the cold weather, i.e. Joe Flacco in Baltimore, Josh Allen in Buffalo. Unless he's Andrew Luck, they're not drafting the number 10 out of North Carolina in Chicago again. They already did that once. And Mitch uh, (laughs) Trubisky didn't work out very well Didn't work. So, yeah, I mean... Maybe there are a couple out there that like Drake May. Mm-hmm. Certainly, Jaden has jumped up in a lot of these mocks. But Caleb, I think, is the most universal of the picks. Mm-hmm. And Merrill Hodges said, yeah, not so fast on that. This is a little lengthy of a clip. 
but he was on DC 106.7 The Fan, our sister station in DC on the on the Sports Junkies, a longtime radio program out there. And Merrill Hodge had this because they said, "Okay, Caleb goes one, DC's two. We got a new regime here. Mm-hmm. What about Drake May?" And take a listen to what Merrill Hodge says about Drake May. I wouldn't touch May. I wouldn't. I wouldn't grab May. Ooh. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. There's a bunch of things that bother me. He's extremely inconsistent as uh, his accuracy, his processing inconsistent. Um, he's not extremely athletic. I think I find him more stiff. He's got a longer throwing motion, which allows more hits in our league than he gets in college. And I'm just bothered by it. You know, in fact, I just I knew we were going to do this, so I just wanted to. I hadn't watched mm-hmm. him for a couple weeks, so I, one of my last games I looked at was the NC State, NC State game. And that may be one of the worst games I'd ever seen. I mean, in play. Mm-hmm. And, but, but it validated, it's at the end of the season, and it, ended, it validated a couple things. He misses a lot of hots. The team misses hots. He sees hots and he doesn't throw hots. So that is, you'd have to get in the room and say, okay, why don't you throw this? Walk me through this. Okay, but that, that processing bothers me. In our league, man, you got to be dialed in. you got to be sharp on that. When you miss them in college, now listen, there's a certain level of coaching that doesn't exist in college based on the time frame that they have. So coaching is going to matter. We go back to we started with coaching. Man, that is going to matter, and what they're going to get is going to matter. And that could be they're going to get good coaching or they're not going to get so good coaching. And let's just assume they're going to get good coaching. So there can be a lot of things you can work through. But the one thing I, I have not seen, Two things that always concern me is you can't fix a guy can talk smart on the board, but then he can't process it on the field. And if I find out that guy's like that, I wouldn't touch him ever. And he doesn't think Drake may, Drake may processes things very well. His throwing mechanics are awful. He's not as mobile and athletic a quarterback as some maybe make it out to be. That's just Merrill Hodge's take. But it was an interesting one because I haven't. I haven't read or seen a whole lot. There's certainly things you can find on the internet that are like, yo, this guy, not quite as high on him as the others. Right. But I, I just, I found the breakdown of May for Merrill Hodge of mm, not, not, not a first round guy. He might be the second pick in the draft. Right. What Merrill is talking about when he says, hey, you see your hots, you're not throwing hot. What he's talking about is when a team blitzes, whether they're bringing an extra guy or a guy comes free, what May wasn't doing was May wasn't throwing to the hot route that should be open the area because of the, field of the blitz. That's, yeah, best right. to go in that they situation. They always say if there's a blitz coming, you throw into the blitz right. because that's where the open spot should be. And Drake May isn't doing that. What would be interesting for me is to see May get on a board and talk about it because there might be a reason where maybe he processes slowly on the field, right? Hey, here comes live bullets. They're firing at me and I forget where my hot route is, which is definitely something to be worried about. But if he gets on the board and he can't explain what a hot is or why he didn't throw to that hot route, that's on his coaching because Merrill Hodge makes a big assumption there where he goes, let's just assume he has good coaching. Just because someone is coaching high-level D1 college football doesn't mean they're a good coach. I think he's talking about the NFL there. I think he's saying, assume the new staff you hired is good. Just just for the gotcha. theoretical sake right. of, you have drafted Drake mm-hmm. May, this is your staff. Even if it's good coaching, this is where good coaching still can't help this kid. And that's where I disagree, because look at the number one quarterback in the NFL right now, Patrick Mahomes. When he got to the NFL, he couldn't ID a mic. 
to idea Mike that sets your protection that sets hey we think they're going to be in this coverage you have to be able to idea Mike to make pre-snap reads and he couldn't do it but isn't that something okay so I ask this as an ignorant football fan who right. loves the sport that seems like something that I've heard before from other prospects and it's something you learn but like not only do you learn that you get to play for Andy Reid right you get to learn from Alex Smith who might not have been Mahomes but damn it was he not he a good quarterback really good. and had a great career before his ugly injury I and then Patrick just has natural arm talent that mm -hmm. we may have never seen before, right? It's right. a combination of a lot of players, and he does it in such a unique, beautiful way mm -hmm. that I'm just like, yeah, you can't identify the mic. Okay, that's maybe problematic, but that feels like something you just say, this is how you identify it. Okay, thanks, coach. And then you keep studying, you keep learning, you keep meeting with Andy Reid. I maybe it's not as it's, simplistic as that. It's not quite as simplistic. Sure, but Drake May's not gonna have Andy Reid. Right. His head coach is a defensive guy, so he's gonna be relying on quarterback and offensive coordinator. I think right. Anthony Lynn of the Niners just bolted to D to DC from San Francisco. Mm -hmm. You know, Kyle Shanahan liked him. Mm -hmm. Um I don't know if that matters, but I I just find it interesting to not even say he's a round one guy. And he might be the second pick in the draft. And the crazy part about this to me, Will, right? I love Caleb Williams. I'm all in on Caleb Williams. I understand the knocks on Caleb Williams, mm -hmm. the risk that's involved there. The history of the league tells us largely none of these guys may hit. Yeah, usually it's one guy hits. If if they truly go, like we just talked to Max Chadwick, and in his draft big board, they had five quarterbacks get taken. Penix is not going eight. I I, right. I know he and, was and citing Nicks that. Isn't that was... Nicks isn't going 12. You think he's going to be later than that? I would think so. Because Denver, there's just scuttlebutt that Denver might be eyeing a Knicks, a McCarthy. I don't know where McCarthy will land. Right. But, like, the odds in history of this stuff, One's, it just tells us nobody's going to hit or you'll get one if you're lucky. One will hit, one will be decent, the rest won't be good, They'll right? just be backups and then fade into obscurity. Right, and, yeah. I, and I'm not up here coming out saying Drake May is going to be the next guy. I mean, North Carolina has a history of quarterbacks coming out that do not work from there yeah right? i don't want to hold lately. it to the university i mean right. everybody says that and then stroud's great for ohio state and it's like well nobody's going to say that about ohio state now are they right well probably but what i want to touch on is a bigger bigger thing in football and a lot of the older guys don't like this because when you grew up when merrill grew up and you went through the system and you went through basically until about how Mummy and Mike Leach in the early 2000s created the air raid system, you had to be able to ID the mic to play. You had to be able to understand coverages to play. But with the addition of the air raid system, which is a major, major part in football at the high school level, at the college level, and at the pro level now, it isn't about IDing the mic. They don't care in that system where the blitz is coming from. They do not care if you blitz two guys. They don't care if you blitz one. If you don't blitz any, they don't care if you stunt. They don't care if you're in cover one, two, three, four. They don't care if it's a man. They don't care. They care about who is open and how do I get the ball to them. So when you have a lot of quarterbacks that have come through the high school system, the seven-on-seven -seven system that's now everywhere, the college system, they don't learn these things that they still ask them to know and to learn in the NFL system, right? It's what NFL teams want them to do. So if you can't identify that 
and you've never been taught to identify it or have never even wanted to identify it, you're going to miss those types of reads. Mm -hmm. So what I want to know with Drake May is, is he missing those reads because he knows and he can't figure it out? Is it because a coach tried to teach it to him and it didn't make sense? Or did no one ever teach it to him in the first place? Because when you go and you talk to Patrick Mahomes, no one taught it to him in the first place. And the minute that he started getting it taught to him, he was able to make those pre-snap reads. And it's what helped take him to the next level and the next level and the next level. And even Patrick Mahomes, a person that I think is wildly intelligent and one of the most gifted, if not the most gifted quarterbacks ever to play the position, it took him two years before he was finally fully comfortable with that. So if Drake May isn't being taught that, if he comes into the NFL and he gets taught, it's going to take him time. It's going to take him minimum two to three years yeah, but to if he figure go, it out. If he goes to D.C., he's starting week one. Right, and that might, could this be a is, reason this of why is he why. fails. Well, this is why almost all of them do. This is why you go through these drafts. with The Trey mm-hmm. Lance draft, the Mac Jones, Trey Lance... Uh, I'm forgetting the other quarterback in that draft. Wilson, um, uh, Fields is in there as Fields, well. Fields, yeah, like that that draft. This was kind of similar. There was like mm-hmm. four guys. It was like, who's going to go in what order? And then the Niners straight up, and Mac Jones falls, and none of them. None of them hit. Lawrence. Lawrence is okay. Lawrence is okay. Yeah. He had a pretty bad year. Yeah. They're not in a rush, it seems like, to get that contract done with them. Right, right. And I didn't think that that was going to be a possibility going into that draft, so... Like, that's kind of the craziness of all of this. You could like Caleb, you could like Drake May, mm-hmm. you could like Jaden Daniels or Knicks or Penix or whoever. The history just says, yeah. Matt says probably none of these guys, and one if you're lucky, because mm-hmm. the people in the sport that know the sport better than I ever could still cannot properly identify it, even when they get weeks and months to be able to study tape. You mentioned identifying mics properly. Brock Purdy got to play. Because not only was he executing the offense properly, Shanahan raved about his smarts, his his mm-hmm. intelligence his of identifying. Mm-hmm. How did Kansas City beat him in the Super Bowl? Because he could not identify a disguised blitz by Trent McDuffie and threw it right at McDuffie, and bam, there there's a pivotal play that if he hits Ayuk, Ayuk might go to the house. Right. When you can confuse the smart ones, mm-hmm. the ones who aren't as prepared in some regards in that way. They can struggle, yeah. Good luck to you. Good yeah. luck to you. Well, and and that's why it's not just on the player. It's on really how they came up into the system, but it's on the coaching staff. Joey Harrington talks about it all the time when he's on with Isaac and Souk. He played under a lot of guys who taught the West Coast system that didn't understand the West Coast system. You need to have an offensive coordinator or a head coach or a uh, quarterback position coach that designs that offense to fit the strengths of that quarterback. Lamar Jackson has to run a different offense than Brock Purdy, who has to run a different offense than Pat Mahomes. The one quarterback that's successful out of this class will be in the best situation where the coaching staff builds an offense around them and they are able to learn the system, go through, and play to their strengths. That will be the best quarterback. Not necessarily where do you fall and what team you play for. I want to get to Mr. Unlimited audio swag. Will, real quick, over under one and a half franchise quarterbacks in this draft. Over, under? Under. Over. Okay. Ooh. Mr. Unlimited audio. Can he still win a Super Bowl? We'll get to that next. All right, welcome back in. Ortner is uh, he's learning a lot at his young age doing this. 
One that he hasn't mastered yet, and he's close. He's close. He's like watching a kid who has to, like, fold his hand and break the piece of wood in karate to get the next belt. He's close. He's cracking it. He can't quite get through it. He'll talk to me and tell me stories that are great. But then he'll keep talking as the rejoiner music's going, and I'm having to put my headphones on. He's like, ah! So he hasn't quite learned, like, on the clock when to talk, when not to talk. But the stories are great. I think that the stories get added with the rejoiner music. It's, it's you the like having the, the rejoiner music at pivotal points of the story. Hey, look, sometimes I'll turn on music <laughs> so that my point gets made better. Like, if I'm telling you a big workout story and 300 violin orchestra is in the background, that's instantly a more badass workout story. It may amplify it a little bit to your point. The The part I feel bad on is when I put my cans on and you're still talking and I'm like, I hate to do this, but I can't listen anymore. I, it's all good, man. <laughs> that's that's when I sneak in uh, the true parts of the story. It's like 80% true. And it's when I you sneak... say, yeah, and I murdered that person. Yeah. What? what? All right, welcome back in. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. Ordered uh, it. What? Mail sack at 815. Get the mail sack questions in at the Vancouver Ford text line 503-864-6326. They choose you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them at VancouverFord.com. Big day for us at the fan. Massive day on the fan. Mm. We've got our uh, first ever winter golf classic happening yes. out at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver today. Danny and Dusty will be out in Vancouver. Isaac and Souk will be out in Tualatin. Um, so come hang out with us. If you're not going to play in the tournament with your threesome, you couldn't find two other partners. That's okay. Threesomes are not easy for everybody. Not everybody knows how to navigate a threesome. It can be very intimidating. That's okay. Come on out. we got a lot of solos. You know, do your own thing by yourself. It's sometimes a little easier than operating a threesome. Um, and for all the people coming out to golf, thank you for coming to hang out with us today. We always appreciate you guys showing up and showing out. It's why you're the best audience in sports radio in Portland and why we have been Portland sports leader now uh, for too many years to count. We we greatly appreciate you and looking forward to hanging out with everybody out at both X-Golf uh, locations in Vancouver and Tualatin today. I'm excited. I think I'm going to sneak out to Vancouver for a little bit in the afternoon. Right, I got to make a trip up to Ellensburg, and I think the perfect way to pregame that is to go and stop out at X Golf Vancouver. Maybe yeah, catch a little Danny and Dusty. There you go, hang out with Danny and Dusty. Yeah, do that for an hour, and then uh, try and beat the snow. I'm glad you're not going to Twalton. I'd be worried that you were going to go murder Sukanic. No, here's <laughs> he makes up all these stories. Do you know who he calls? When no, you, his got, you tire... guys have a weird thing going on. No. I don't know if there's like a secret relationship happening or no, what, but we... you guys tell weird stories about each Look, other. Look, all I know is that when he was in a moment of need, when the homeless, houseless, were surrounding him because he had a flat tire, who did he call to save him? Me. So I'm the He hero. called you when he had a flat tire? Well, it was right by my house. <laughs> he knows where you live? Well, I live right by the gym. I live right by the Crunch Fitness that I go to, and he and I, we both go to the Crunch Fitness. His uh, tire popped. He called me. I helped him out, and then he came on air and then just made fun of my car. Mm. It's a very nice car, and I Febreze it. Wait a minute. It, he needed your help on a flat tire, and then he proceeded to make fun of your car? Yeah, he said uh, it was messy. Which That's like, classic suit That's right very satanic. Very satanic. Hey, can you help me out, and then yeah. I'm going to make fun of you for helping me out the issue was my car it's a little small and look there's a lot of workout hats in my car okay your workout hat guy only when i don't want to shave for a couple days oh okay it you gets, got a good dome for a bald head i know I, I like being bald it just it gets a little fuzzy on top 
You you do you like being bald because of the bald or because you look like Sukanic? I like being all first of all, all bald big white dudes look the same. There's no difference. Mm, eh, there's a I like being bald because I'm cheap and now I don't have to buy shampoo. Hey. The amount of shampoo money that has turned into gambling money, it's been a huge growth in the market. That's probably why you owe tax money. Is your gambling winnings have exceeded well, a certain amount? Yeah, uh, I wish that was the yeah. case because I'm not winning at that rate. I don't know, Swigar. We might not do it. Like, what's the equivalent to an E60 for 1080? Like the 1080 60. We um, might have to dive into something going on between the drive time host I'll see and what Bill I can Orton. find out when I'm in 12. There is, yeah, do, do, do some digging for yeah, us. Of there like, is what's nothing really going, going on? on. I do remember the first time we met. I, I had to, I offered him a sticker. He was up at uh, Ellensburg. He was up at Central. What? Yeah, I was I was running a booth, and I saw him, and I recognized him. I, Did I'm, you run home and shave your head? and like? No, I had hair back then. Okay. At that point. I'm waiting Did for you to still have hair. Uh-huh. Did he? No, no, oh, no, no. God. It was... How old do you think he is? No, 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 no. I, I remember when he had hair. No, this is... This is like uh, 2021. Okay. It's right when his kid is his kid's going through orientation up at Central. Oh, oh gotcha. Okay. And I made yeah. eye contact, yeah. and we just kind of like stared as we walked down the hallway. Because you each look, other. you you look. I know I you're was, saying bald white guys look the same. You guys literally look just like each other. And I hate to tell you this because it might not be what you want to hear. You're kind of biting his style because he's older. And he's been more known longer that when you shave the head and then you grow the beard. Well, dude, I have I'm the waiting beard. for the arm sleeve. At some point, there's going to be no, weirdly cool. similar tattoo art on no, your arm no. popping up. No, what you're doing is... And then you're going to be a little pigeon-toed. You're going to wear some some more trendy fashion clothes. No, like, no, no, no. It's common. I, what, can, I can feel what it. What you're doing here is you're taking my early onset male pattern baldness <laughs> and determining that I chose to be bald. I chose to have crappy, patchy hair just so that I could be like Sukanik. That couldn't be further from the truth. We just happen to mm. have similar hair, and if you're going to be bald... You have to have a beard. He has a big beard. I have a small beard. I like my small beard. He's got more beard. of a Viking beard. I had yeah. the Viking beard. I'm not a big fan of it. I braided it once. It was cool. I'm over that now. Yeah. I like my small beard. I kind of finally have a chin without having the double chin. Yeah. So I'm, well, I'm you're not fat about anymore. That. Yeah, dude. When you fat cut Will's the fat. Gone. Yeah. Fat Will's gone. Skinny Will's not here yet. Right now you got dad bod Will. Oh, dad bod Will. Fat, fat Will's gone. Skinny jacked Will's coming dad bod oh skinny jacked yeah okay that's that's the hope i know girls girls will refer to it as slim thick is is a term i have heard in the last like four years you gotta have a butt you gotta have a butt your thighs gotta be a little muscular yeah maybe the shoulders a little jacked but you're yeah it's slim thick is a term i've heard look dude i've I've got my greens here skinny yeah i know you're taking dumps between commercial breaks i didn't i didn't take greens are running through your system you know who else takes greens who? Sukanic. No, he doesn't. He absolutely does. There's no chance. Sukan- if anybody at the station is subscribed to the Athletic Greens program, no, it's, it's absolutely him. No, it's, it's dusty. not even close. It's Dusty because no. Dusty's going out here and he does uh, those like cleanses where he's like on a juice cleanse for five nah, days, which that's insane. No, that, I get that. No, juice cleanse is insane. Just fast. Uh, like, I've done a 48-hour, eh, I think it was 56-ish hour fast. Do that. The juice cleanse, that just... Somebody says, Gross. isn't Slim Jack just jacked? Yeah. It's kind of what I thought. 
Yeah. I just I had to throw a slim in there because I've never been slim. Also, let's just highlight what did you listen to in high school? Uh well, I listened to the fan. I'm a P one. Ah, so is it really male bald yeah, pattern baldness, or is it you just shaved your head show and you say, the, I want to be Jason? I can Sukanik. show you the ESPN clip I think you just of how had a, bald I was. I think you had an identity crisis. You said, I want to be Sook. I got one game on ESPN in my entire football career, and in that one game, they got me on the drone shot when oh, I had no. taken my headband down, and I got <laughs> the lesser-known baldinger, not Brian, the brother, talking about, what a great block he made. Oh, poor guy, losing his hair. <sighs> Yamaka, right there, flesh color. Yeah, Bam. Yeah. Oh, long you hair. know, you, you leaned into it. You did what you're supposed to do. Your driver's license photo, for those out there, mm-hmm. your beard and your hair length, you look like Norm from There's Something About Mary, the pizza delivery guy, who then shaved everything and became like the handicapped guy yeah. that just wanted to be around Mary. Your ID looks exactly like Norm's and There's Something About I, Mary. I braided my hair specifically for that. I know how to braid hair because I had to braid mine. That's very cute. I'm <laughs> still terrified that you're going to murder Sukanik. He is just fine. Okay. I'm scared of blood. All right. <laughs> yeah, well, there's other ways to do it. No, <laughs> I have a conscience. Oh, do you? If anyone murders anyone, it will be him to me. That also, not ruled out yet. Yeah, we're, we need to do a 1080 We're going to dive into this relationship. He'll get upset. You know where each other live. You're, you're in each I other's don't... cars. You're working out together. There's some things going on here that haven't quite added up to me. Shoot, uh, I do know where Let's get to crunch time. See? It's exactly what I'm talking about. Get to crunch time next on The Fan. It's crunch time. Let's go! Where Dirt and Sprague crunch the hot topics you want to hear. What's the pressure? Don't sit here and act like there's no... We get nervous teeing off in front of a gallery on the 10th hole at Eastmoreland. Crunch Time, brought to you by Crunch Fitness, with memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Find your Crunch Time in Portland, Vancouver, and online at crunch.com. All right, welcome back in. Dirt and Sprague here. That uh, that background music's very loud. Not anymore. You potted it down, but when it comes back, I almost have to wait for it to be potted. It's so loud in the cans. Uh, people giving you baldness head treatment advice here at the Vancouver yeah, Four Text Line. Yeah, why would line. I have to shampoo? That doesn't make sense to me. There's some balds that believe you still shampoo. I don't... But I don't want to shampoo. I haven't like, gotten there yet. Eventually in my life, I will be bald, and I will uh, have to learn that. I don't know what you're talking about. No, yeah, you, you're going you're to have know. hair forever. It's and yet you, you refuse to grow hair. yours out. You have, you I've have grown Kurt Russell not. hair, mm-hmm. and then you just cut it every time. Uh, probably after basketball, because it does start to get in the way with the headsets and that sort of thing. So once basketball season's over, I might let it go a little bit, but then it gets summertime and it gets hot and sweaty. Yeah, but then you can pull the hair. No? Okay. (laughs) I loved Um, that awkward silence. That was awesome. Get the mail sack at 8.15. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack, 503-864-6326. I think I'm going to have some mail sack questions to the people. Like, Ah. do I actually have to shampoo? If I do, what types of shampoo should I use? Why can't I just use my Old Spice body wash on my head like I have been? You you use Old Spice body wash? I smell like Fiji. Uh, You don't actually. You smell like chemicals. You should look into organic real soap. Yeah, but I don't have the money for organic soap. Yeah, you do. I don't have the. I barely have the money. You owe money in your taxes. You have money. Yeah. I. You don't pay taxes unless you made good money. You owe money. It's going to my rent bills. Where it's all going. I just. You should look into those. You don't want those chemicals all over you. No, I'm I'm a Neutrogena rain bath guy. Are you? You're a rain bath man. I'm a Sasquatch. 
The Squatch uh, soap. You guys into that? The Justin Herbert soap? I've never even mm. heard of that. What? No, dude, it's I walk in, Old Spice is like the first thing right there. Grab it, go. Oh, man. I love going to a good... This is how old I am, Will. This is the difference between you and me. I love to go to a Saturday market and find like a goat's milk soap. And I'm like, hmm, kind of smells like vanilla and it's real. I'm going to use it. My buddy's like that, but with hot sauce. The amount of hot <laughs> sauce, hot sauce. The amount of hot sauce that we have in in my apartment because yeah. of my roommate. We have a hot sauce. Uh, one of the little sides on the door when you open it, you've got the little rows. One's all hot sauce, all mm. different kinds. They have a little. That's Saturday- a bit much. You don't use all those hot sauces. I only use Frank's. He uses it all himself. There's a um, there's a Saturday market. That you goes only on right use over Frank's here. Red Hot. You don't mix up your hot sauces. No, no. I, why would I? When you found it when you found the gold standard, mm. why would you change? I don't think Frank's is the gold standard. It is to me. Mm, I put man. that yeah. on everything. Way to memorize the commercial. <laughs> swag. If anybody's going to give you hot sauce advice, swag might be one of the people I'd recommend. It it greatly varies based on the types of peppers, based on if you're using it in a sauce or what you want. If you want a little sweet heat sometimes. Oh, a little sweet heat. You get the Thai chili Oh, hell sauce. yeah, brother. Mm. Uh, sometimes you want it to be smoky. You'll get the chipotle. Oh, I love a good chili paste I put on my my pho yeah. or some rice uh, and chicken. Sometimes you go, uh, you go uh, chili verde. Mm. Yeah. 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 You need to mix it up. You do. You got to mix it up, man. <laughs> I I stay tried you, marrying a hot sauce. You don't have to stay committed to one hot I'm, sauce. I'm monogamous to my hot sauce. Well, I think you can mix it up a little bit, get weird, know. get kinky, mix some hot sauces together. Uh, not to quote the one episode of New Girl I've ever seen, but you mm. get one hot sauce. Mm. You don't get multiple hot sauces. New Girl is a fantastic show. I would highly advise people to go watch it. I think it's on Netflix. I watched it in real time, and I've rewatched it on Netflix. That's that's the advice of the show I don't listen to. That's the one right there. It's, it's you one get of the one few. Hot sauce. I, yeah, it's one of the few I don't listen to at all. That is the one episode I've seen. Everyone tells me I should watch it's it. It's a really good show. I haven't. Maybe I will go back and watch it. But I've seen that one What's episode. Her name? Zoe, Zoe Deschanel. Zoe Deschanel. You know, I find she's her annoying. Really? Yeah. She's wow. She's a little interesting. I find her kind of um, smart, nerdy, hot kind of vibe thing is that's her thing is like she's awkward she's funny she can say random things she's gorgeous you know she's with uh the property brother you know that HGTV? which one the know. the real estate guy or the diy guy yeah yeah right. there's two of them there's one that sells know the things I, and there's one that builds the thing i watched like, the damn show i just right. said the property brothers i just don't know which one i think the builder she seems more like a builder you think now. she likes the builder more than the yeah, real estate because i think she's quirky and she's a little different so like the realtor he seems more like an offensive coordinator he's gonna be more into the high fashion the high quality stuff the diy guy he's gonna be a little more quirky he's gonna be a little more low maintenance so she can be more high maintenance which one's jonathan she's with jonathan that i don't know which is nothing which. to me well you, show me show you me know the there's picture. two of them they do yes, a show I do know there's two oh of them. you know okay. i don't know there's names show me the yeah i was gonna say now i have to look up jonathan what's the last name uh scott you know they should specify on the google search real estate one uh oh, reconstruction I think, I think, one i don't know they look too similar i think that might be the real estate one okay well good for her good for him i can't believe you're anti zoe de chanel i didn't know that about you I can take her or leave her. Oh, no, no. Have I was, you seen the show, New Girl? 
I know of it. I've never seen it. I just <sighs> wish you just watch stuff sometimes. Wow. Okay. Cracking with the big two points last yeah, night. Yeah, no, I was that's that's it right. There. I was right. She's with the she's with the contractor. <laughs> she is with the contractor. Yeah, I can tell by his yeah, jeans and his shirt. Okay. He's a contractor. Good for her. Interior design. I'm happy for them, I guess. Uh all right. Well, we didn't get to it. Let's get to the top of the hour. Mr. Limited is Mr. back in the news. Oh, Mr. Limited. He got back into Mr. Unlimited. With Brandon Marshall, uh, that's Crunch Time, brought to you in the fan by Crunch Fitness. Memberships as low as $9.99 per month. Multiple locations. Find them online at crunch.com. Loaded. Final hour of the radio program. We got the mail sack at 8.15. Let's get to Mr. Unlimited in the final hour of the show. Dirt and Sprague on the fan.